it's definitely given me some good foundation but I mean you constantly have to work on yourself I think it's a never ending journey and there's you know life's not there's no destination in life really it's just a it's a journey that was Jay Goody this is Dug It the podcast Welcome to episode 6 from Bali, Changu Bali to be correct, with uh, Jay Goody, my brother here, a few magic days surfing, sipping on espresso martini, sampling the fruits of the fruits of the country, dragon fruit, naga bowl at Beetle Nuts, the business, but um, managed to drag Jay and uh, for about half an hour in between waves and uh, and bintangs, <laughs> he was. It was a bit of an effort to get him there, but um. Yeah, we got half an hour in, which was nice. And uh, for those who don't know Jay, he's a local lad from Taranaki who's uh, started Once It, which is now. I don't know if it's the biggest, but certainly one of them and one of the fastest growing companies in New Zealand, uh, but one of the biggest online retailers. And uh, they've got over 250,000 members now. He's been going five years. Started as an editor um, and had this kind of vision, which, which we delve into. And he's got some awesome tips on productivity, gratitude, which kind of gets him through the day and and some interesting insights into opening a business and and kind of reasons for doing it and also some of the difficulties with it and how maybe it's not for everyone. Uh, there's also some good good tips and tricks and books. Uh, what else is in there? Books, talk about Tony Robbins. He's not just the Memphis Meltdown uh caricature guy <laughs> so much more although Jay uh, Jay wasn't convinced to start either but um, and how do I know I, I, I know Jay from back in New Plymouth with friends kind of growing up and kind of kept in touch ever since and spent a lot more time with him now that he's up in Auckland and also get into Jay's family so he's got he's got a wider family which is like his faith and his, he's Christian but he wouldn't even know it but he's always his kind of hum, humble and kind of loving approach to life has always attracted me um, to him. Uh, it was interesting, even when he once it was doing really well, maybe like a year or two ago, he'd introduced himself to some of my friends as just some guy who worked at a retail place. <laughs> he wouldn't even wouldn't even say it was once at all that he owned the company. Um, but it's, he's really hit his straps with it now, and it's uh, it's it's humming along to over twenty something staff and amazing offices in Newmarket, and um, it's doing very well. But back to his family, it also includes his wife Cat, and now Cat's added a little surprise to the family—not a baby, not yet anyway—but a dog, Cooper. So he's got cat and dog, cat and dog. I think that's quite funny, but. They're both super lovely, um, and uh, cats in in uh, the film industry, and, and they've got a 
hilarious story how they first met, but uh, I might say that for a later episode. I might ask for permission from Jay first, but <laughs> um, and now Coop's a little dog in their life, so very cute, very cool, and um, I won't I won't wrangle on too much because I want to go get some uh, some more delicious food here in Bali before we get back to New Plymouth on on tomorrow actually on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting having a little break away and, and we're talking to Jay about the holidays too and trying to find that time to get away and reset and giving yourself those those little escapes, I think, are really important. So it's been a blast here in Bali. Highly recommend coming to Changu um, and getting to Desa City for some yoga too. It's a beautiful spot, one of my favourites. So um, here we go. I won't, I won't wrangle on any longer. And uh, hope you enjoyed conversations with uh, Jay Goody from the air conditioning room looking over the pool. Not a bad place to be. Well, I think she's ticking over now. So, here in a not a bad little ensuite. This is an ensuite, it's just a room, just a room with a view of a pool. Uh, Changu, three days into three days in, three days, three days into Bali, uh, Bali surf martini trip, and uh, it's been going pretty tip top. So got Jay Goody here, man himself, um, and the second time here in a few. In a short short period of time, Goody. Yeah, enjoyed it so much first time. I thought I should come back. You get any talking there too, other people aren't gonna hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got I actually went I bought this mic specifically for this trip so I could record them on the go and I left I think I left on the plane. But these things happen. No other faux pas so far, so relatively unscathed. But yes, yeah, so the second second trip. Goody. Yep. Yep, come back, came back for for another week. Enjoyed the first couple of weeks so much. Yes, it's it's good. Very fortunate to come back. Do you uh, have a holiday strategy when it comes to making time from work? Um, no, pretty much just been yeah, I got the odd couple of weeks off here and there, but pretty much just been working the last five or so years and had a bit of a epiphany. Uh, maybe life's not all about work, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a good. Bali is a good way to a good way to kind of discover that as well. Because you started. So how long's once have been going for? I uh, just over five years. And we got two no, two hundred fifty thousand members now. Five yeah. years time. Yeah, yeah. And what? Cause I remember you editing at the time. You talked about wanting to start your own thing. So what kind of got you? With it? did you have the idea for a while and then? Because yeah. you, you planned it for about a year, right? Doing the design and yeah. putting things together. Probably like six months preparation. I guess the the initial kind of thoughts were that I just wanted to have creative, a bit more creative freedom. Um, not necessarily in creative endeavors, but just the ability to to kind of choose how you um, how you structure your day or choose you know build something and be able to choose kind of creatively what you, how you do that. So that was kind of the initial thought, and then I had the idea, um, which turned into once it, and 
yeah, it's been about six months or so. Um, kind of fleshing out the idea, um, just seeing whether it's going to be feasible. Uh, yeah, kind of meeting with some people, getting some advice. And then, yeah, kind of took the plunge, quit my job and jumped in the deep end, so to speak. Were you scared at the time? Must have been an element of... Yeah, well, I didn't have too much to lose. I was quite young. I think I was 21, maybe just turned 22. Mm. 21, I didn't really have a whole lot of net worth or mortgage or kids or anything like that. So I really didn't have too much to lose. And that was kind of one of the motivations at the time. I was like, wanted to do something while I was young. Mm. Um, but yeah, I pretty much started and I, I'd saved up 20 grand or so over the course of working for, yeah, just some money that I saved from working and kind of that went pretty quickly and I, yeah, pretty much just had no money for about six months or so when I started. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely undercapitalized, but, um, yeah, no one would have given me good, given me money back then. I was pretty naive, kind of 22 year old that... <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have given myself money, I don't think. So, yeah, but it was a good way to, good way to, um, you know, kind of go through that, and uh, you know, it makes you not having resource from day one kind of makes you a bit more, I guess, careful with how you spend it, a bit more, you know, making sure the dollars kind of go far, which is kind of helped us, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I think there's that New Zealand quote by Rutherford, which is like. We didn't have the money, so we had to think. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a nice point. But what um, what was the most difficult part then, getting just started? The, um, just the unknown, and I think looking back on it now, like if I did it again, I, I you know, the, I wouldn't have to do that the whole first year the the way I did it, you know. But I, I didn't know any other way, so it was kind of just self taught. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I did some st- stuff the hard way. Um, but yeah, there was not just one thing. I think it's just accumulation of things for that. The first six months was just really tough. It was long days, long nights. And I was kind of doing everything from waking up and answering customer service emails and the phones. And one man team. One man, one man band, just me in a, me in a room with a laptop pretty much. Um, yeah, and, and and our days normally would finish. Well, my day normally would finish with packing out the orders from that day. So, which depending on how well the sales went, we could be done by you know seven or eight, or we could be done by midnight. So it was a bit of a mixed feelings in those early days. You kind of want a good sales, but then you realize you have to pack out all the orders. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a good, a good day is a late night. A good day, which would result in a late night. Um, but anyway, I was pretty motivated. Said to pay the bills. Yeah, uh, those early days. Was and if, did you think those are important lessons to learn though, or would you would you want to do it differently? No, I think, think. Well, I think there's just different ways to learn the lessons. I mean, potentially, if I had, you know, I've got people now who are kind of on our board of directors and people that I um, meet up with, who have kind of been there, done that, and run really successful companies. Um, you know, so there was a potential if I had that sort of person early days then we just would have been able to learn a lot faster just through mm. them so but I, I, I you wouldn't change it because it was kind of it was character building um and you know it, it going through some of those lessons kind of I guess help shape a personally and be how you 
how you run your business, so you wouldn't necessarily change it. Um, but yeah, probably could just fast forward some stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to forget like we we've come from now that you've got a team of what like twenty or so, office full of dogs, some <laughs> days and <laughs> and uh, regular guest appearances by the likes of myself. Um, yeah, humble beginnings, but gone out and made it happen, which is pretty cool, man. Um, now. Sipping, uh, sipping a cocktails happy hour at Deus Machina, which is pretty nice. <laughs> well earned. But um, what would uh, so you managed to delegate and build this team around you? So what would a normal day look like now? Do you take more time for yourself? Do you try and position yourself where your strengths are? Like, is there any one area where you think you're the biggest asset to the business? Or um, there's that Tim Ferriss question here. What what what? What do you think you're kind of world class at? Is there one area you you kind of gravitate towards or shine? Um, yeah. So the day, I mean, world class. I wouldn't go as far to say I'm world class <laughs> any areas, but I think yeah. The first part of the question, I normally get in and I, in terms of my day, work wise anyway, get in. I just check all the reports from the previous day. It's been about half an hour, kind of going over the numbers and various parts of the business. Um, and then we have a sales calendar and then I've kind of spent another, I kind of have tried to allocate my time into blocks, so half an hour blocks. So I might do a half an hour block, um, on the sales calendar and then kind of I split, uh, after those kind of two, two kind of main things that I do every day, but then the days kind of fluctuate, like depending on what time of month and whatnot, uh, the yeah, the days can kind of vary. I spend quite a bit of time off the staff, kind of walking around, making sure everyone has what they need, and um, I spend a lot of time with our sales team. Um, but I guess two areas that I focus on, the other part of the question is um, the sales side, so product, uh, or three years actually, I, I work on quite a bit is product, um, and then web stuff, so I manage the web team, and also marketing, like I spend a little bit of time um, work, working with our merchandising team who uh, who kind of execute some of the marketing strategies that we do. So, yeah, those are kind of the three areas that I probably find I had the most value to at this stage. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you know, I'm always, you know, I always, you know, hire staff who will be much, much better mm. than me. And so then it becomes just about managing them and probably enjoying more than me. So, yeah, yeah it's good listen on delegation I think and by all accounts you've got a pretty good workplace culture like you do a free lunch on Fridays for the staff and there's always some office dogs hanging around and you got a good spot in town close to all the cafes and stuff for the for the crew um, like how is are there any like workplace culture or, or um, value wise or anything are there any kind of key values to the business that you think mm kind of make it tick over that you've kind of adapted or well I think firstly you, you dictate your culture even before the, the before you even hire staff so that's probably the most important step is hiring the right people yeah. um, and you know unfortunate as it is like and if if they're not the right fit and it's probably it could not maybe it's not even the person that's just not the right fit culturally is 
making sure that that you know um, that's sorted as quick as possible so you know we're still a really small team so one person that might not fit into the culture um, can really affect other people so I think that's that's kind of the most important part um, and then yeah there's like initiatives that we do to try and um, try and make it an, I guess a nice place to work the, way, the thing that I used to always say is like you know you're at work for eight hours or, or longer a day sometimes um, which is a good part of your life so I think like if you can make it fun or if you can make it as enjoyable as possible, people will want to come there and they'll want to mm. kind of be, you know, I, I think, you know, work should be, fun might be the wrong word, but, you know, fun to a degree and fulfilling and mm. all these sort of things. Yeah, for sure, like good good community as well, like getting along with your stuff. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, not everyone's going to get along, like not everyone's going to hang out outside of work. Mm. Um you know, because some people would just, you know, associate with other people. But I think as long as, yeah, there's, there's kind of a camaraderie amongst everybody. That's the, the, the most important part. And what, what did you see an opportunity for this, like a gap in the market, or were you wanting to just, uh, just do something better than someone had done it before, or, like you, you must have believed in the the business idea to to put you know a good year or two's worth of work into it to start with was the did you kind of create the opportunity or did you see one there and just be like okay we're going to fill this gap that's that that needs filling I, yeah I think a bit of both um, do you mean in terms of the business idea or yeah like in terms of once it did you think was there nothing on like you saw retail moving to more online from being overseas or did mm. you see other models they kind of tweak to fit New Zealand market or was it because um, you were video editing at the time so it wasn't <laughs> yeah like I th- a direct yeah bit of a I, lateral jump I think it was a, a, probably a combination of a, a bunch of those things yeah I thought the idea had merit and um, and I thought it potentially could work in the NZ market and we're pr- when I started it was probably about the right timing so it was kind of online was picking up um, just naturally had good growth so you know you're immediately in a in a marketplace that's growing so that you're already at an advantage mm. uh, but yeah so it's kind of a, it was kind of a combination of those things um, but I think the most important part is just execution um, because even if you have the best idea in the world and you you're not if you, if you can't execute it uh, you know it's it's not going to give value to anybody. So I think that's potentially what I was pretty good at in the early days and hopefully still am pretty good at is, you know, once we once we decide on an idea or um, we want to achieve something, we we just go through the steps in terms of the execution, what yeah. we need to do. And, um, you know, and I'm pretty, like, I'm not, I'm not risk averse, but I'm, I'm not a really big risk taker either. So, um, yeah, I think... You, you don't necessarily have to be a huge risk taker to kind of start something. You just need to execute the small stuff and then mm. it kind of starts to get bigger and bigger. And the risk not necessarily is getting... Uh, yeah, it's not relational t- to the different parts that you're um, kind of... as you grow. Yeah, did you see yourself getting to this stage? Because I remember going to your 100,000 party when you got 100,000 members. 
Yeah. And did, did you kind of forecast getting to a certain point or having a um, exit, or were you just like, we'll just take each day as it comes kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much taking each... I I had both expectations. I had, I had kind of high expectations, like lofty goals, which I think is good to see yourself these sort of things and then in the other I guess in the other side I also just had um, just kind of grateful for whatever we achieved um, mm. so I kind of had both of those sort of things yeah I like we've only really started to go probably the last maybe even six months like it's or maybe maybe a year and then probably even like six months started to kind of go okay where do we actually think we could take this thing like what's what's kind of the peak what, where do we see the peak um, for the market that we're in um, which I never really had in those early days we were just growing so quickly and mm. it didn't really matter I was just trying to survive the growth that we were we were getting um, in those early days so yeah I've only really just started thinking about that and that potentially I'd, but like I said I didn't re- everything was new that we were doing so we didn't know how the market would respond. We didn't really know where it was going to plateau or how much growth we had left. So we were just kind of riding the roller coaster for especially the first kind of three years, I'd say. They were, we were kind of doubling every year or more. So just kind of trying to ride the yeah. ride the wave. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and because one thing between you and Zander, because you both kind of got a Christian base used to go to your youth group and Zana's one too and I'm always attracted to you guys are both super humble like super generous guys I was always attracted to those qualities you had and now you've got a family like you've got a wife cat and a dog <laughs> pretty much <laughs> full time child now Coops but um, has that has having like obviously they must have played a big part in in having that community and that family to fall back on and to bounce ideas with or just to have that faith in what you were doing or I mean is there a way to put that in words what that's yeah I, I mean the importance of that to you yeah like if we're talking from like the business sense I think you know I wanted to quit pretty much every week when when I first started, so for that almost for the first six months, or, or maybe even longer, maybe even the first year, I just wanted to quit so bad because it's just really painful. And the, I think you have to have like a. I had this kind of overwhelming, like, sense that you know I. At the end of the day, like, I, um. You know, I could I could achieve it. I I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to explain, but I think I had this yeah this kind of foundation of like faith that I I should. You know, I will be successful mm. in whatever that whatever that look looked like, and at the time I was just like surviving with success. But um, yeah, I think without that, and you know, that's come through um, my faith and whatnot. But I think without that, you know, I just would have quit uh, multiple times. Um, so that was definitely definitely really helpful from that side but yeah I think like in terms of my character um, you know I don't really talk about this sort of stuff too much but uh, yeah I guess I try to make actions speak louder than words so 
um, yeah, just I guess in my day-to-day dealings and um, with that sort of staff or with my friends or family, you know, I just try and be proud of, you know, I guess proud of myself and, you know, part of that is constantly trying to improve my character or mm. and whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, that that kind of faith has given me some good kind of principles, you know, whether it's generosity or how you treat other people or, um, you know, how I communicate or, mm. you know, all, all these sort of kind of pillars. It's definitely given me some good foundation, but I mean, you constantly have to work on yourself. I, I think it's a never-ending journey and there's, you know, life's not, there's no destination in life really, it's just a it's a journey. So I think, you know, still got, still got lots of stuff I need to work on, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Can't will tell you that. <laughs> what, and uh, have you got a big vision now of where you want to go or get to in the future? I mean, you um, must see things a bit differently now. Yeah, I'm still not, I'm not really that good at looking like five years ahead mm. or ten years ahead. I'm kind of like, what, what can I achieve in the next year, which I think yeah. is a pro and a con, but... Um, yeah, I've got some stuff that I want to achieve personally and um, some stuff that I want to achieve from, from you know, that I feel like I've achieved in a business sense. But I think, um, you know, I think that's always changing as well. And I think, um, you know, kind of constantly reevaluating re-evalu- that is, is a good thing. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Duncan Pete used to, he would say he had a, he did this goal talk for Nike, and he said he doesn't have goals anymore. He just has values. Yeah, which I thought was quite interesting. A way to approach, he didn't approach it with this huge big t- vision that his accountants and finance and backers wanted him to have this plans in place, and he just decided that values were more important than yeah than kind of goals, which you might maybe sacrifice some friendships or different things. For and ultimately maybe your happiness to achieve something that's probably going to change but yeah it's different and I think that's I mean I'm and I'm still trying to discover what what that kind of is for me like I think everyone's you know wants their kind of purpose or meaning in what they do and as soon as you kind of lose the vision or lose that purpose you, you kind of um, I think the strength of your vision kind of helps you or propels you into a you know, achieving more, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, like what, what am I, what do I want my kind of legacy to be, and I'm mm-hmm. still kind of young, so I got a little bit of time more, touch wood, but I, I think figuring out what your, what you kind of want to leave as a legacy is, um, yeah, that for me is a real big challenge, I'm not really yeah. too sure what it is, I think, but yeah, there's some stuff I'm kind of passionate about. But. Yeah, like there's a, I was a Tim Ferriss podcast when the sergeant said the meaning of life was a life with purpose or the purpose was a life with purpose mm. I was just listening to that Tony Robbins our power <laughs> saying when you achieve that goal it's tough to find that you got to find something else to look forward to really mm. quickly yeah and um yeah and talking about Tony is there any recommendations things that you've kind of referred back to constantly or that have helped They've got some good friends who are similar positions like Barnaby with I Love Ugly or other business mentors now. And there's certain people, books, or I know you're into podcasts as well now. Um, 
Is there anything that kind of keeps you kind of striving for more? Or, or yeah, um, yeah. I try and I'm trying to read quite a bit. I listen to audiobooks and stuff, just to just to kind of grow as a person. I think recommendations. Yeah, I used to kind of I talked to you about this, but I used to poo poo Tony Robbins a little bit, um, <laughs> just because yeah, I just thought he was an infomercial guy and just didn't really have time for the guy. But yeah, that um, that hour of power is actually really really awesome in terms of you know just think like just some really strong fundamentals to you know try and better yourself um what books do I like Eat That Frog I think is really good and that kind of uh, Eat That Frog what's that about um that's kind of about that's yeah kind of about action actioning things um and you know not uh, French cuisine no no <laughs> not French cuisine it could be a book <laughs> on French cuisine, but um, yeah, that I thought I found that really beneficial, and, and it uh, it lends itself to you know, like executing stuff and in action, which which I kind of gravitate towards. Um, yeah, uh, I, I quite like autobiographies, whether it's like sports or I just I just find people people's stories really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, like Richard Branson's story is really interesting. I mean, he's lived a crazy life, and it kind of seems like he's one of the happier guys as well. Yeah. What's uh, speaking of happy? Then what's the? We're in Bali, kind of. Last night I thought we had dinner at Dais. Happy hour. Get four happy. surfs. Weather <laughs> uh, was good. Club banging tunes down at Old Man's. Um, yeah, it didn't doesn't get much better than this, but. Is, what is a kind of happy day for you or because I know you've been surfing making time for that is there anything else that kind of yeah um, you really look forward to or is it just working towards the vision is it is it simple things or yeah I don't know I don't know if it's just one particular thing for me I mean like yeah there's there is kind of uh, things that, that I really enjoy doing like I, I love being at the beach and I love being in the water, but um, yeah, I don't know if there's um, t- I, yeah, what's a happy day for me? I'm not really too sure. I really like the company of friends, so yeah, I'm I'm not that good at kind of hanging out by myself. So I really like hanging out with my friends. Yeah, like go to the beach. I think kind of practical practical things. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of learning to be kind of content, trying to be content with wherever I am or whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. half the time it's like a mind frame um, you, you, this is kind of what I believe like a mind frame of um, you know being grateful for whatever whatever kind of opportunities you've got that day or wherever you're at yeah so if you go wrap up with a couple of questions you've got like a great football morning kind of practice like I know a lot of people meditate or do some kind of practice in the morning I know you exercise a bit but is there anything that, that you like try and get in every day for eat. sure like something you eat or something you do or um, I'm not a super big routine guy like I yeah. mix it up quite a bit but yeah I always find kind of exercise pretty good I try and do that at least a few times a week um, but yeah the, the grateful thing so I mean real practical like I, I wake up and I I kind of try and think of three things that I'm grateful for um 
and then three things that I want to achieve in that day. Um, and I just think the, the, just trying to think, even if they're really small things, um, normally I can think of more than three things I'm grateful for, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, even if they're really small things, I think it just gets you in a frame of mind that, that kind of breeds contentment and um, does away with like a whole, a whole raft of the kind of bad emotions or not necessarily bad emotions, but stuff that, you know, when you're grateful, it's kind of hard to be, it's hard to kind of, you, you kind of immediately glass half full mm-hmm. um, just kind of by thinking it or, or saying it. Yeah, it's a good saying. Happy people are happy. People aren't grateful. Grateful people are happy. Yeah, it's <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's um, just, I think it's one of the biggest kind of yeah character things for me that I want to, you know, I just want to. I just think it's uh, it's a game changer yeah. from from me personally anyway, in terms of like how I feel day to day. Cool, favorite vegetable. <laughs> or fruit <laughs> favourite veggie or fruit I quite like broccoli oh broccoli yeah almonds and broccoli burger burger oh, yeah, it's pretty it's good. the jams it's cat's pyjamas um, and one thing you couldn't live without or if your house burnt down obviously cat and the dog are all out <laughs> but is there anything would it be the surfboard or a, oh, a yeah. book a memento something I'd probably do something I, I'm really I don't really I'm real bad at keeping stuff like yeah. um, <laughs> Kat's the opposite she likes to keep all sorts of uh, mementos but I'm, I'm pre- I like to run a pretty lean ship yeah and I'd I don't know what would I grab I'd probably grab my laptop or something really stupid <laughs> um, best productivity tip do you think there's one like not checking emails or is there is there something picked up during the day we like man well, you talked about allocating like time into blocks because yeah. I think I had this quote which was People who work all the time don't work hard or something along those lines. Mm. Like, I guess it takes a while to figure out why yeah. when you're actually productive. So is there, is there like any little thing you put that with yourself which has helped out? Yeah, yeah, a couple of things that work for me. Yeah, the block thing, uh, allocating um, kind of tasks to time so you don't kind of go, you kind of achieve it within that time, you're much more likely to. So if I say I'm going to spend half an hour doing X, Y, Z or doing a spreadsheet, whatever... Um, you know, you work towards that goal as opposed to I'll oh, do the spreadsheet and just end when I think it's going to end. I reckon that's really helpful for me. I mean, my job, I, I have such a r- broad range of things that I can do each day that's, um, that kind of helps structure it. Um, yeah, I try and answer emails like twice a day. Uh, I think emails is the biggest life suck that there is. <laughs> it's just, just will take, take over your whole day if you let it. Mm. Um, oh, and I'm a big list guy. Yeah, yeah. I I write like lists sometimes the night before. On the phone, manually. You like? Ah, uh, no, I like a book. Yeah, yeah. And I really like crossing them out. Yeah, I'm kind of that OCD crosser nice. guy. Like yeah. I have to cross out my list before the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people aren't like that, but that's that's what I've helped. I think it helps my productivity. You know what you've done at the end of the day as well. Yeah, I think that's a pretty simple tip. Say, and I think exercise is Richard Branson's one of his productivity tips I think yeah. you managed to sneak in the surfings and the run and which um, I'm sure ha- helps balance things out and uh, last but not least because I guess there's so many kids like myself are still you can kind of get a bit lost with all the messages at school and, and, and say you've got half an idea 
and you want to execute it and maybe you want to flag union or just chase this kind of idea you've got is there any advice you give to kind of people just starting out yeah. if you know they're going to quit their job go jump into something or maybe they haven't even thought about giving up their job or, or even kind of spending some time thinking making a plan yeah I think two two things a couple of things on that I think doing yeah I, I don't think I could ever work for anybody anymore because I'm just I'd be a terrible terrible employee now but um I think it's not I think some people don't like the stress of doing their own thing as well so mm. some people I don't think it's for everyone so I think you just have to first of all you have to kind of mentally prepare yourself if that's actually what you want to do or if you're much more comfortable not having that if your risk appetite is a bit low and you don't want to kind of go through those ups and downs so I think first of all you kind of got to figure that out and then maybe you know the next kind of thing is really validating the idea so asking some people who are, who you respect their opinion um, you know if it is business side then you know validating the market are people actually going to spend or buy the product or whatever the service whatever it may be um, you know not kind of skimping on that and it doesn't necessarily have to be a business plan but just really like like I know with me for once I just thought about every kind of possible just really kind of fleshed out the idea before I even started all that mm. stuff um, and I think that's kind of important and then yeah once you once you've once you've kind of got that and you've gone through those couple of stages I think um, setting that outcome that you want to achieve and then just making it a little, like working backwards um with like things just points that you need action or execution mm. points so whatever you have to come up I think and I didn't really do this when I started but I think now I'm a bit better at it like coming up with an outcome that you want to achieve and then you kind of just work backwards in terms of time or maybe you're doing a timeline thing I didn't necessarily do that but um, yeah just action points um, and then it's just anyone like I mean um, good example like Barna when Barnaby opened their store in LA he was like no, no no kind of clothing brand based space that he had done that before and he was and I was kind of talking to him he's like it's actually not that hard like you just people think it's really hard to do business in the states and there's yeah there's a whole bunch of laws and regulations and whatnot. Um, but he said you just you, all you're doing is just executing small things and it just accumulates to you kind of got the store um, so I think you know, I think that's a good kind of healthy dose of naivety at that point and mm. um, just execute the small things and hopefully leads to the outcome. Yeah, I love that Casey Knight's that talk he's all about just execution, eh? Just Yeah. You just the execution's the most important thing, just finding a to do list and and just ticking those boxes. Yeah. Rather than thinking about it or trying to make it more stressful than it than it is yeah um oh that's cool one one question I love which is the Tim Ferriss one is, is if you had one billboard doesn't have to be once it ad just a, could be a general kind of short summary of what you think people should maybe spend more time doing or or think about and maybe where that billboard would be and what what would it say Oh man, it's like such a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> would it be the grateful practice? 
It would actually, they, maybe I'm just on that tangent right now, but yeah. probably would, that was the first thing that came to mind, something like, yeah, just, every, yeah, if I was trying to, trying to spread kind of what I'm feeling now, it would be like, yeah, uh, every day, pick three things you're grateful for, or something like that, so, I don't know, yeah. I'm not so eloquent with Billboard, that's probably more your, <laughs> your expertise, Dougie, but something along those lines yeah oh it's a nice note to end it on goody <laughs> grateful to be here with you buddy we might have to go snake a little swim or surf before dinner yeah shower down but since we're good oh, call. it's been a pleasure so far you gotta put those speeders away there Doug <laughs> <laughs> alright speeder time Well, that was rather wonderful, wasn't it? Um, I think ending on the gratitude and the three things you want to do each day is such a simple little reminder. Um, It's just a reminder for me, even. I'm going to put it back into my routine. Certainly the gratitude's been there, but I think we want to achieve each day, just having a little outset and breaking it down to time slots, whatever it might be, lists, however you need to do it. Um, And... uh, and with the business to think big and then just concentrate on those little executions, the small stuff, the little small steps that kind of make, like his mate Barnaby from I Love Ugly that opening up in LA, it kind of, nothing's that difficult when you break it down to little steps. And uh, in my previous podcast with Ryan, we would have we covered off kind of setting a plan for yourself that will get caught up in the busyness of day to day that you don't take the time to actually sit back and think what you want to do and then if you work backwards from there everything's pretty achievable if you wanted to make a billion dollars I'm sure you probably could if we sat back and uh, and put those steps in place so but it's not all about the money is it? it's about being happy so uh, <laughs> 250,000 members or not a dog or not wherever you are wherever you want to get to I'm just enjoying the present being gratitude certainly grateful for the time here in Bali and looking forward to getting back into New Zealand, getting back into teaching again. So um, lots of love to all the listeners out there. Again, any uh, any feedback, reviews, love to hear. Reviews on iTunes would be fantastic. Um, and obviously the best, the best uh, feedback is to share it, share it with friends. And uh, we'll have uh, Tanya from the Wellness Hub coming up next week and some other exciting ones lined up too Andrew Patterson Architects um, he's a very cool guy just at the Lynn Lye Centre in New Plymouth I'm trying to wrangle him down and a few others which I'll keep you posted about but exciting times loved doing this podcast feel very grateful for it definitely made my top three today lots of love hope you dug it and speak soon Ciao for now. Uh, what's in Balinese is uh, Tiramakasi. Thank you. <laughs>